I heard they want the news. Well, we got it just for you. What's your team? Who your player? Who your crew? I heard they want the news. The spotlight is on you. And if you win the hot seat, it's times two. I heard they want the news. Come tune in to the crew. But we got the hookup just like black and blue. I heard they want the news. Spotlight sports, what it do? Hit subscribe and that like button too. Live from Las Vegas, the Snake Sports Talk Show with Jake Silva starts right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what a fantastic, freaky, fabulous, and flabbergastic Friday for all of you. I'm going to tell you right now, this is a special, special edition of the Snake Sports Talk Show, wherever and however you may be watching and listening. We are Live in Las Vegas, the 702. Like, follow, share, subscribe to all of the platforms on the Spotlight Sports Network and the Snake Sports Talk Show, iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. We have our hands full, and it is only going to get crazier from here. But I am happy and I am ecstatic that all you got. And, and let me just tell you this right now. This isn't even, we are a day before my birthday, honestly, and all this craziness and wackiness is happening everywhere. Um, My goodness, we have a lot to really to talk about and to get into. Um, What I'm going to do now, I'm going to start shifting up over to here because we just got this notification very quick, very fast, and I'm going to break it down. So it is official that the Cleveland Browns, for as much as we have been talking about them now for the past couple of days after the whole Baker Mayfield statement and the trades, all this stuff, it's finally starting to unfold. The AFC, the AFC, the entire conference is ridiculously stacked. It's not even fair. It's like a complete video game cheat code. So... The Cleveland Browns, let me just start with this. 
initially, the Browns in the last couple of years have drafted really, really good players. Defensively, offensively, and further and beyond. What we've noticed in the last couple of years was how Baker Mayfield was really going to control this offense. And so far, he's kind of just fell short. It's not to say that Baker is a bad quarterback, but I think at times when you really, really need a franchise quarterback that can make this team move. And the last couple days, he had released his statement, which I thought was the right thing to do. I mean, Baker and his wife loved the city of Cleveland. They never wanted to leave it in the first place. But after all this nonchalant and ridiculous talk left and right, it became so apparent that this was the right thing to do. So in the whole entire absence of things, this is what it's come down to. So I'm really, really like shocked and I'm, I'm, I'm so ecstatic of how this all happened. But after the whole thing, Baker Mayfield wanted a trade. Cleveland denied the wishes. And then in the end, here's what happened today. They have sparked up a deal that Deshaun Watson has chosen to play for the Cleveland Browns. And from the looks of it, that the entire deal, and this just in the last 24 hours, like this trade just came out of nowhere. And so it was brewing up, but they were not sure whether or not Cleveland or any other team was going to end up picking up on him. But what this deal was is that it was for a bunch of first rounders and a bunch of second rounders for Deshaun Watson. That was the that was the bargain. What a massive bargain deal. So now what does this mean for Baker Mayfield's future? We'll get to that. But this AFC conference is ridiculously stacked. The AFC West is the best division in the NFL. And now a lot of teams, the Steelers, the Browns, the Titans, a lot of these teams now, even the Bills, they're all stacking up. The AFC is going to be so much fun to watch. People are not even going to look at the NFC at all. Like, let's be honest here. Like, that is the only, this is the only conference people are going to pay attention to, not the NFC. After everything that happened in this entire week, it's been crazy ridiculous. So with that said, the Browns now, I had an entire listing and now I got to add a new team in. I think the Cleveland Browns have definitely got themselves on the rise. Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, um, Nick Chubb, David Njoku, Miles Garrett, and an entire defense. And now Jadavian Clowney is a Brown. So. This is a stacked Browns team. This is not making it easier for anybody. Anybody. It's not making it easy at all. You know what this is? This is literally the same shift we saw in the NBA with the Western Conference versus the East. This is the same shift in movement that we're witnessing up to this point this week. It's ridiculously crazy. But I am adamant that this entire conference is not going to be easy to play in. Not. It's not going to be that easy to play. But I 
really, really think um, that no matter what the division may be, I just know that the AFC West is going to be ridiculously hard. And the North, now with adding Deshaun Watson, this is your quarterback tier, okay? I think Deshaun Watson has become the second quarterback in this division because you have Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. You have Deshaun Watson. You got Joe Burrow. And then now you have Mitch Trubisky. Those are your four quarterbacks in the North. Interesting, right? So in the end, Cleveland is definitely moved up to a team that now will be the team on the rise. All these players and all the personnel, all it had to take was one change. But here's what this is going to mean for Baker. It's it's bad for three things. It's bad for the Texans. It's bad for Baker Mayfield. Plus, it's also pretty bad for... Um, and it's also pretty bad for a couple of other teams. It really is. Because now, here's what's bad about Houston. Houston, as you already know, they're a complete tire fire, but they're trying their best. They're trying their best to be a lot better, but Jacksonville's getting better. Tennessee is getting a little better. It's crazy. Um, but it, it, it it's really, really interesting as it is. And here's what's funny. <laughs> here's what's funny about all of this. Now Baker Mayfield, he might get traded to Houston in a part of that package, or who knows? They haven't even determined Baker's future because right now the teams in the AFC that need quarterbacks, the Colts, the Colts definitely need a quarterback. The other part is you, you like the, um, I think also too, yeah, you got Carolina and you have a bunch of teams in the NFC. But as far as I can see from the AFC itself, that may be the only team right now, the Colts, because the Colts are without a quarterback. They already traded away Carson Wentz. That's that's what's going to be interesting. But yeah, it's it's a good thing for the Texans. I mean, they were managing that they got Deshaun Watson out of the building. They're getting picks in the middle of it. It's a ton of draft capital. But again, it's now you got to kind of start from scratch. So it'll be interesting. I mean, it may take three, four years to get them back up to where they are. Yeah, I mean, you look at this, the Browns right now are ready to win. The Titans are ready to win. It's, It's a lot. It's really a lot. Yeah, O'Brien needs to sell the team. No kidding. But, um... Yeah, I, I, as soon as I got this message, I was like, Cleveland is now in the teams that I think are very much up on the rise. So um, let me shift to this because we're talking now on the AFC West after we had just witnessed a big one that um, none of us thought was really possible. But sometimes you got to love those sneaky moves, right? Because everybody's going to basically pick up. It's free agency. It's not a frenzy for nothing. Everybody's going to pick up big time players in free agency and they're all going to end up stacking up their teams one way or the other. But it's bad enough for the NFC right now because there there's not a whole lot of strength. There's not a whole lot of big time teams there. You got the Rams, you got the 49ers, you got Minnesota, like 
there's a ton of teams, right? There's only at least a couple of them, like at least a good handful I can think of in the NFC, but the, but all in all, it's not strong after what the AFC is. It, it's stacked. It's completely stacked. What's interesting. So the green Bay Packers, you would think after Aaron Rodgers's contract extension, four years, $200 million, who's literally breaking their Swiss bank account. You would think things would be just fine. And Devontae Adams ended up taking a franchise tag, but he was not going to end up playing on the, on the franchise tag at all. So in the end, Devontae Adams got traded to the Las Vegas Raiders and is reuniting with his old college quarterback, Derek Carr. At the end of it, I know I see a lot of people up in here up on the chats. Raider for life, the Raider critic. I see a lot of different, a lot of Raider fans in here. And listen, I'm as fair as it could possibly be. Regardless of me being a Charger fan personally, I'm fair with everybody. But this was huge. And now the AFC is not a division to toy with. It's not. The Chargers make a move. They go and get Khalil Mack. They go and get Sebastian Joseph Day, J.C. Jackson, and they load up the defense. They load up the defense. They just ended up restructuring like uh, Khalil Mack's contract so that they can save up more money, and they may not be done. Um, the Chiefs now, here's another thing. The Chiefs now have added Juju Smith-Schuster to a one-year $10 million deal. So him next to McCole Hardman and also Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, now it's a loaded offense. Then you've got Denver, who trades away trades for uh, Russell Wilson. You have Tim Patrick, um, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler. Plus, you also have Javante Williams, and you also have uh, Melvin Gordon, and a pass rush like Randy Gregory, Bradley Chubb, Patrick Sertan, and Justin Simmons. That is loaded. The Raiders in the last couple of days, everybody was looking at them like, what in the hell are they going to do? Because they're not, they're not making any moves. But sometimes you cannot, I say this to a lot of people, you cannot mistake silence as a weakness. This happens all the time. You're in a business. You're in, you're, you're in your personal life. When it comes to managing situations and really, really fulfilling what the, pro, what the issues are, because a person's not speaking right now at the moment, while everybody's going nuts and going, ah, oh my God, doesn't mean that they're not there listening and they're not present in the room. So the Raiders were present the whole time because in the end, they trade Yannick Ngakwe and they ended up getting themselves a young corner. They then go and sign Chandler Jones, a big pass rush right next to Max Crosby. And they got a couple of other really good stars. Now, in the end, they might fix up a little bit of they might fix up a little bit of that secondary, but here's the other part. Where is their number one number one receiver? That was the question. Because all these other wide receivers were all gone. Allen Robinson goes to the Rams. Uh, that was one of their initial looks. And then all of a sudden, Mike Williams resigns with the Chargers. Several wide receivers were already gone off the board. And Christian Kirk is in Jacksonville, and he's getting paid top dollar money. So the one smart thing that the Raiders did, which kind of angers a lot of Packer fans, was that they went ahead and they literally stole Aaron Rodgers' favorite target, Devontae Adams. 
both Derek Carr and Devontae in their college days at Fresno State were the absolute duo tandem. Now you're coming into a completely stacked AFC West with now Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and a pass rush with Chandler Jones, um, Max Crosby, and and even, you know, you got Trayvon Merrick. There is so much potential in this division. It's hard to win here. Hard to win. Because, and you know what's interesting, the chief, the, of course, this has to deal with respect for Patrick Mahomes because he's winning this division every year. The Chargers have had enough. The Denver Broncos have had enough. The Raiders have definitely had enough. So it's time to really push the pressure on Kansas City. I mean, this was the smartest thing you could possibly do. But I, I don't even know how the Raiders were capable of doing this. But I, for one, was just surprised. For Packer fans, this is what you're getting with Aaron Rodgers. Because in the end, after Devontae Adams moved to the Raiders, the Packers aren't even a contending team. Aaron doesn't trust anybody that's not named Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. You have several wide receivers you could utilize. Amari Rodgers, Alan Lazard, Robert Tanyan. They even got their best running back tandem with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So the Packers are basically telling you because they, they want to pin a blame on someone. Because right now you can pin a blame on arrogant Aaron. Because there's always some sort of story. There's always some sort of excuse. But you got embarrassed in national television against the San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. There is no excuses to this now. You're without your number one Wide receiver. And that's it. You are nowhere close to even being a contending team, especially in a division where Chicago, you may think it's bad, but next year, I'm telling you, they're doing this for a reason because they're going to shop big next year. They have over $121 million in the cap. They're building their talents. And they're going to spend big. This is what it's going to take for Chicago. For the Vikings, you all are not sold on Kirk Cousins. I'm not. But he's winning you games. And I love that offense. Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. I love that offense. It may need a little bit of a rebuild on their defense. But that's about it. And then you got Detroit, who's basically Detroit. If you're Green Bay right now... You know for a fact this is not a great thing. This is not a great thing. And now you're stuck with Aaron's bank. It's no longer Green Bay's bank. It's now Aaron's bank. And if this is what you're getting from Aaron Rodgers, and you're you make it to the NFC championship twice now under LaFleur's era, and then get upset in the in the divisional round against San Francisco, which again. Not a great record against against Kyle Shanahan. So you got to do whatever it takes to make it work. So I'm like, for Packer fans, this is not good. And and again, we've checked in on our good friend, um, 
Max Mangert, who I was going to end up having here up onto the show. We'll definitely work it out soon. Max Coverage TV is a great content creator when it comes to Green Bay. But he was like, do not contact me for 24 hours after this just happened. And at least majority of the network, who I know are Raider fans, like Darian Hopkins and a lot of them, I like I got hit up on it. Earn as well. There was so many of them. I, I was beyond appalled. But this has been happening all throughout the last couple of hours. Oh my gosh. I, I, I'm completely excited. I don't even uh, I don't even where to know where to contain myself. <clears throat> oh man. But coming up next, I'm gonna basically put up, I'm gonna put up a listing of teams that are on the rise and a team that's going to be and teams that are going to be on the downfall because right now after all this shifting now <clears throat> I won't do my grades on teams yet because what I usually do I do this every year um I I always grade my teams normally right after draft right after draft day that's where I start to grade up all the teams and how successful that they were in the draft and also in free agency and where certain teams kind of sit up. But I'm just going to basically put you teams on a trending market, almost like kind of like the stock. So you don't want to end up missing that. Plus, I'm going to also talk a little bit about March Madness as well because it is kicking on. It's underway. I love this time of year because, again, it gets me excited for my birthday coming up tomorrow. So I I will definitely break it down for March Madness as well, give you a little bit of a look on my bracket, and we'll definitely break it down together. All right, guys. So because March Madness is such a madness mayhem, there's also there is so much that you can look at right now with sports betting, but there's one place for daily fantasy uses, and I use it, and I love it and trust it. It's definitely been on the grind, and it hasn't been much better than right now. Download it today on the Google Map on the Google Play and the App Store. It's called Thrive or it's called a uh, Super Draft Pro online now. Um, Google Play and the App Store. It is the biggest DFS app that I have used that I absolutely love and adore. You could choose up to your entire lineups every single day, pick your players, and win some money. Plus, here's what's best for all of you diehard bettors out there, especially for me living here in Vegas. They now have a sports book app. Download it today because it gives you all the sport books and money lines for you to end up upping your betting game. Plus, there's player prop bets, and there's so much more. And when you win up Super Coins, there is tons of prizes, gift cards, PS5, so much more that you can look at as far as prizes to winning each day of each week. So what are you waiting for? Definitely download the app. It's called Super Draft Pro. Download, play like a pro, bet like a pro, share like a pro as well with your friends and family and coworkers and so much more. And you can make you could be making possible money off of it. And play it like a pro with Superdraft Pro. That is superdraftpro.com. Superdraft Pro is the proud partner of Caesars Entertainment.
Uh, pressure. Smoking these gas get hectic. I put my bitch in the best shit. Wanna act goofy, stretch quick. Pressure. Smoking these gas get hectic. I put my bitch in the best shit. Wanna act goofy, stretch quick. Pull up at the spot, hop out and don't park it Bino say, always keep one in the cartridge With Joey out paper, so we goin' toxic Came from the swamp to visit the choppers Check out the scenery Tell her mama to the backwoods right by the lake
Back here with all of you guys here, Snake Sports Talk Show, live in Las Vegas. Appreciate all of you guys here joining me, sharing, liking, and subscribing as well. Oh my goodness, this is ridiculous how just free agent frenzy has been. All right, so I figured I had at least broke it down at least to the best that I possibly could. Um, but I, 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 I think this is as good as I could possibly get it. So, um, so at the end of it, I've done every single one of my, um, my listing as far as, as far as how free agency and all the other teams are, are looking like as of right now, but it is clear. It is very, very clear. So all the teams that I have listed right now, there are teams that are there on the rise and also on the downfall. So every single one of them, hopefully I can put this up as clear as I possibly can. Let me just make sure and see. Yeah, because this is absolutely stacked and I don't even know how you, you possibly could even like compare with all of this. So, okay. So these right now are the teams. And here's who I have right now up and on the rise. So as I mentioned, because this could change at any time, it could change at any point. And there we go. All right. So, yeah, so either one of these because it's based upon all these moves that have been made. So here's where I'm adding up here to this. So as I look up on it, these are the teams right now that are clearly on the rise. And there are so many of them that are all in the AFC West. And a lot of them that are in the AFC in general. So on the rises, I have the LA Chargers the Denver Broncos, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns, the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, Tennessee Titans, Baltimore Ravens, LA Rams, Washington Commanders, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why do all of these teams right now are important? Well, let's start with the Chargers because one, they had to upgrade, first of all, on their defense. And I thought they did spectacular with it. Khalil Mack, Sebastian Joseph Day, uh, JC Jackson, and then you've got Joey Bosa and Derwin James. And you've also got a loaded offense after they have resigned Mike Williams. The only thing that they're missing right now is a tackle and a guard and also a, a tight end. Now, it depends on whether or not if they may end up going and getting somebody in free agency. I don't know. Um, the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, obviously, is a franchise quarterback. And this is exactly what Denver had needed ever since. Um, Peyton Manning retired 
So now you've got a grown up as a as a quarterback because Drew Locke is gone now. He's in Seattle, and you've got better weapons. You've got real good weapons as well. It's young weapons, and Cortland Sutton comes back from an injury. Plus, you got a really good run running tandem. But I love about the Randy Gregory and, of course, the um, the Bradley Chubb tandem is because the, you got to have a duo pass rush. That's what it is in this in this division. The Las Vegas Raiders, after snagging Devontae Adams, they needed a number one wide receiver, and they do, and he's there for five years, $141 million. This was such a huge pickup, and not to mention, too, they slowly, they, they, they quietly got Chandler Jones in the end of it, and they got a duo pass rush between him and Max Crosby. So you got to be looking out for that interior, and then also on the left and right sides. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Listen, for everyone that doesn't really like a whole lot of Mitch Trubisky, he's the best thing that you got. He's better than Mason Rudolph, and he's much more athletic than Mason Rudolph. And you and he doesn't even have to throw a whole lot of the long ball. He's got Chase Claypool, he's got Pat Fryermuth, and he's also got Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris, who hasn't even dropped the ball. So, and the and the offensive line is is a lot better. And the defense with TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, and they they even quietly got Miles Jack. That's where I think the Steelers right now in the North, they're pissed. And Mike Tomlin is not a losing quarterback. He's not, or he's not a losing coach. He is very smart than you think. He's never had a losing record. The Cleveland Browns today now, they've made it on this list. Once they got, um, once they ended up getting Deshaun Watson. So now you have Amari Cooper. You've got Donovan Peoples-Jones. You've got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And you've got a really healthy offensive line. Imagine how Deshaun is going to end up playing with that. And they've got David Njoku as a tight end after releasing Austin Hooper. The other part is you've got a defense. Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. I love the linebacking core that they have as well. I think it's it, it suits it up perfectly. The other part, I like the I like a little of the secondaries. I think it could be much much better for next season, but it's it's really good. The Buffalo Bills they are putting their chips in right now with Josh Allen, and they just got Von and they just got Von Miller for six years. They literally broke bank on this. So between him, AJ Epinesa, Tre'Davious White, this is pretty stacked. The Bills are not playing around. They don't want to end up getting upset in the playoffs again. So that's why they ended up having to go and get somebody who won the, um, who had won the, you know, who had basically won the Super Bowl. And that's Von Miller. The Kansas City Chiefs are still a dominating team. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. And now they just added Juju Smith Schuster onto that offense. But you also got Chris Jones and you've got um, Frank Clark. The only thing that's different is the secondaries. No Tyron Matthew, no Tredavid, um, no Traverius Ward. So they're both gone. That secondary might get hurt too much when it comes to deep downfield, especially when you have Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, and Justin Herbert who could throw the long ball. You got to find a way to really improve in that secondary. The, t- the Tennessee Titans, they just added themselves up Austin Hooper. They needed a tight end after they lost Johnny Smith. Are, um, and... Plus, you you still have A.J. Brown. It, it's a slight hit, but they're still a real good, tough team. They got some good pass rushers. Um, they're a little better. 
And again, they could improve in different places, but Mike Vrabel really knows how to coach this team. The Baltimore Ravens, they got plenty of depth now. And everybody's coming back from injury. The only thing I worry about is that run, is, is the rush. But J.K. Dobbins will be back for this next season. Lamar Jackson will be healthier. Rashad Bateman will be in his second year as a wide receiver. So I'm yet to see how he pans out. And you got Marquise Brown. So the Ravens really look like sure winners today. The L.A. Rams, they are increasingly adding depth. Allen Robinson, they have him next to uh, Cooper Cup. From what I'm being told, they're starting to listen on to the phones about maybe potentially moving on from Robert Woods, or they might keep him. I don't know. I, I it's It's a lot to really kind of take in. Now, they did lose a little bit of pass rush, but they still got some real good players, real good quality players. Um, and then you've got Matthew Stafford. So there's experience. There's, you know, this is a really, really, really good, tough team. The Washington Commanders. I don't care what anybody says, especially in um, in social media. I don't care. Carson Wentz is probably the best thing that you could possibly get since sliced bread. Okay? There's nobody in this quarterback market at all besides Jimmy Garoppolo. That is it now that you could trust a quarterback. And Washington, look at all the offense that they have. J.D. McKissick now comes back. Antonio Gibson. You've got scary Terry McLaurin. And you've got a hell of a defense. Chase Young, John Bostick, Montez Sweat. I like a little of their secondaries too. And Washington's going to be a lot better in that NFC East. And then there's Jacksonville. I'm not setting my bar high on the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they got much better. They were going to win more games than they did last year. And Trevor Lawrence now has weapons. They did lose DJ Chark, but that's okay. They go and pick up Christian Kirk. I don't think he's a number one wide receiver in my opinion, but at least this is opening up for maybe potential possibilities. But here's the other thing. Travis Etienne comes back from injury, missed in his entire rookie season due to an injury. He'll He's kind of got that Alvin Kamara-esque type of run. And I think he'll be a lot better. Plus two, the offensive line is going to be a lot better. When you know right there you have a franchise quarterback, you got to do whatever it takes to protect him and make sure his stock stays up. And you've got Doug Peterson as a head coach. He's won a Super Bowl in the past. He's not that dumb of, an, of a head coach. We all know, obviously, with the mistake in Philadelphia. But again, there's not a whole lot of pressure. It's young. It's fresh. It's going to be. It's going to get better. It's going to get better for Jacksonville. Now, where are the teams now on the downfall side? Oh, yeah. The Dallas Cowboys right now are on the downfall because after losing Randy Gregory, after losing Amari Cooper and losing Cedric Wilson, this is not the same offense. And you just paid massively to Michael Gallup. I thought that was the dumbest move that the, that the Cowboys could possibly do. I would never have inquired about trading Amari Cooper in the first place because, first of all, Dak Prescott is a better quarterback when you have him playing. He's not going to be the same. And regardless if you're trying to make C.D. Lamb a number one wide receiver, the Cowboys are not going to have that much firepower. And I love Micah, uh, Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, but the Cowboys need more. And they just released Lael Collins. So now you have to think about the offensive line. This is not going to be good. This is almost going to set up for failure for Mike McCarthy. I don't know what the Jones family are really doing, but this was my take. Keep Amari Cooper, 
let Michael Gallup walk on the free agent market, re-sign Cedric Wilson, and then you would have had an offense. You would have had a decent chance. So now you're trusting Michael Gallup, who was literally injury prone, and you're paying him that high of bucks. What are you doing, Stephen Jones? Now you lose two tandems, and now it's only going to be CeeDee Lamb. The only thing you're crossing your fingers on is if the Cowboys might get um, Jamison Williams, but who knows if he's still available. You know, that's the only hope if you're the Cowboys. The New England Patriots, let's be honest here. They're starting to move. They they are still kind of stuck in their old ways, especially with the way that the 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 way that the quarterbacks are developing, and how the offense is really juicing. I don't even know who their number one wide receiver is out there. I mean, they got Nelson Aguilar, they have Jacoby Myers, and they've got a really good running back, Damian Harris, who I really do like. But in the end of it, they only have a dual. They only have a dual tight end threat with Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. And their defense literally got pulled apart. J.C. Jackson, Kyle Van Noy. I don't know what you do with that. I don't know what you do with it with New England, but this doesn't really look good. They're going to need something brand spanking new. The Seattle Seahawks, after Russell Wilson ended up getting traded away, they are such an irrelevant franchise. They have been an irrelevant franchise until Matt Hasselbeck and Russell Wilson happened in this organization. They really have. You could tell me all about, you know, the era with Steve Largent, but they were still an irrelevant team. Once Russell Wilson left, now you have Drew Locke you got to end up trusting. DK Metcalf's not going to be a part of the Seahawks roster for very long. I feel like he might be on the move. But this Seahawks team, you trusted one voice and you didn't hear the right voice. So in the end, you had to do what was right. And that was trade him away. And he went to Denver. The Indianapolis Colts, I said this before, there is no other quarterback in this market who would have been better than Carson Wentz. Honestly, he is. he comes into a Colts organization with a better offensive line. You'd hope that he would have had better weapons. The only person he could trust and rely on was Jonathan Taylor. And... um. And Michael Pittman. That's it. There's nobody else. This offense was so far below, but yet Carson Wentz had 27 touchdowns, seven picks, and he had a QB rating of close to about um about 98-89. Like he's not that terrible of a quarterback. We just view him as a terrible quarterback because of the whole shenanigans in Philadelphia. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, it was terrible from the very beginning, and this is where you set him up for failure. And then finally, the Green Bay Packers. It's all about Aaron. It's not about anybody else. That game against San Francisco, all it was that he was throwing to was Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. And they got upset by the San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. And this is what happens when you look cute, but you can't play physical. So this is what Green Bay right now, this is kind of the grave they're they're opening on. Because now your number one wide receiver just got stolen by the Raiders. Or shall I say they got raided. <laughs> um, Robert Tanya's a free agent. And all you're dealing with is A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. The wide receivers you have is Randall Cobb and Amari Rodgers and Alan Lazard. You never wanted to give Amari Rodgers an opportunity. So what do you want? 
That's what and, and a lot and here's what's funny. Green Bay, Green Bay fans were screaming and yelling at the television because they said Aaron deserves a new weapon. Aaron deserves another one. Well, you just got raided by the Raiders, and now you're kind of in this mix. You're in this entire mix-up, and it's not looking good for you. So this is kind of the reality now that they have to go through. But those were my teams right from there, from top to bottom. So, again, I had the Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, Steelers, Browns, Bills, Chiefs, Titans, Ravens, Rams, uh, Commanders, and Jaguars on the rise. And the ones that are falling down, Cowboys, Patriots, Seahawks, Colts, and Packers. Look, I, I'm not putting the um I'm not putting the um I'm not putting the the I'm not putting the the Chicago Bears on this on this thing because here's the thing. You may think Chicago is gonna be bad. They're actually gonna get much better next year because they're gonna save up $121 million in the cap. So they're gonna want to spend big. And think of some of the teams that are on the last end of their contracts, they're going to want in a contract extension because, again, it doesn't really last for very long. However, the NFC, as we look at it, I, I don't even know how you really shape it. I didn't put the Philadelphia Eagles in because I still do think that could be a team that's capable of making the playoffs. It may not be as easy, but they could be capable of it. They found their run game. They got a little better, but they have to keep the consistency there. And I still do trust Jalen Hurts. I'm not giving up on him. So I think this was like, again, they, they make, they've been making some interesting moves and Howie Roseman's now signed there for three years on an extension. Who knows what, how he's going to do with this Eagles roster. So there's plenty of, there's plenty of hope and upsides from there. Then you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who Tom Brady is back. And I think that uh, that's maybe one other team that I may have missed up on the rise, but you know how I, how I view Tampa Bay. Tom Brady's there. Everybody else is going to end up jumping up on that on that boat. They're going to want to end up being the tough team in the NFC. And this is why it's terrible for Aaron Rodgers. Because now Tom is back, and the Buccaneers are going to probably want payback. So the only tough teams you have are the Bucs, the Rams, the 49ers, um, Minnesota in some ways, Washington, Philadelphia, and you hardly have an offense. Like that's not gonna look. That's not gonna be a a great look. If in my opinion, that's not gonna be a really good look for you. So, this is something they really, really have to get a hold of. Because it's not gonna last for very long. I mean, I I'm looking at this thing and I'm going, what the hell? Like this is not. This is not what you would think at all. Would that this would have been the opposite spot? So, all right. Well, I know I try to I try to close this thing out quick, but just after this, I'm going to be breaking down my entire March Madness bracket from here because we currently got the we currently have the entire um, tournament going on currently. And I figured I'd share with you guys my entire bracket and show you exactly what I ended up picking. And again, I have one really good feeling on one program that I think might win it all. But before I do, we've got killer kick-ass deals that are going on on SpotlightSportsGear.com. Get yourselves geared up. Things are heating up, up out here in Vegas. And the only way to keep that fire burning and going 
is definitely getting yourselves some gear from SpotlightSportsGear.com. Hats, hoodies, T-shirts. We got tank tops. We got so much more here and a bunch of accessories to rep for the network, rep for your favorite shows on the network, and show your support. And when you guys do get your gears, definitely send us in your pictures so we can uh, shout you guys out on our social media pages and definitely appreciate it. Thank you for all of your love and support for the network. All righty, folks. Well, first and foremost, I thank all of you guys for coming up on here onto the show. Gosh, it's been such a crazy week. But, man, it's only going to get better and better from here. So, okay, so I've started up my March Madness bracket, and I'm going to end up showing it all to you guys right here and now. Um, boy, I, I, I love every single one of my picks. But, however, it's been kind of it's been kind of challenging. But... Here it is, folks, my March Madness bracket for all of you guys that can see it from here. Um, so this is this is what I've got so far. Um, as of right now, I've ha I have one team in particular that I do think is really going to end up making this, like, I think this is going to be a fun tournament. But I honestly do think that Gonzaga, this could be the year for them to win. So I ended up going with a couple of teams, and so far... Majority of them have been successful and some of them not so much. So I chose Gonzaga over Georgia State and they end up beating them 93 to 72. So they will face off against Memphis after I took Memphis against Boise State, uh, 64 to 53. So that is our our matchup there onto the next round. You got UConn and New Mexico. I'm surprised New Mexico ended up beating Connecticut. So I thought they were going to end up making it through. I was wrong. They're now moving on. And Arkansas against Vermont. This was so tough, but I trusted Arkansas was going to make it through. So now, right now, you're at halftime between Alabama and Notre Dame. And I feel like Alabama could have a shot, but right now, it's pretty tough. It's a very, very, very tough game. Um, and Texas Tech ended up beating Montana State easily, 97-62. Texas Tech, they're one of those programs that they've been up and on the rise Offensively, defensively, they did get a lot better. I like this program. Um, then there's Michigan State against Davidson and Duke against Cal State Fullerton. I'm going with Michigan State to end up beating Davidson. I do think Michigan State does bring a defensive tandem to them. And for as far as for Duke, Coach K, this is the last run. So you might as well make it worthwhile. Um, on the other side of things in the South, uh, you got Arizona and Wright State. I'm going to take Arizona Wildcats. I truly think this is a team that was really built up for offense. And of course, too, they've got a, a couple of real good defenders there. It, it's it's a lot better of a program. I like with what they're doing there. Senton, against, Senton Hall against TCU. I'm taking the TCU Horn Frogs. I think they're going to end up making it through and we might see Arizona and TCU. Air, uh, Houston against UAB. I think Houston's going to make it through. They got some really, really quality shooters. I really like with what the program has done now in the last year and a half and then there's also um 
There's also Illinois against Chattanooga. I think Illinois might make it through, and we might see Houston against Illinois. Uh, Colorado State and Michigan. I really thought Colorado State would have made it through, but Michigan and Jawan Howard, they've gotten better. They're focused, and I think that's what got it for Michigan. So I was wrong from there. Michigan moves through. And then the Tennessee Volunteers against Longwood. Tennessee ended up outriding it, 88-56. to 56. I like with what Tennessee's been doing. They have have a lot of really good quality players and really good kids. Tennessee may be a sneaky team. Watch out for them. Um, Ohio State and Loyola, Chicago. So um, I thought Loyola would have been the team to surprisingly take out Ohio State, but Ohio State makes it through with flying colors. Uh, they're moving on. I was wrong on that. And then Villanova against Delaware. Definitely took Villanova on that one. They're a strong program. So now it's Ohio State and Villanova moving forward. Um, if I had to look at it from here, Gonzaga and Memphis, I really do think Gonzaga has that tandem. Memphis is good, but they do kind of lack in some ways. Gonzaga, I think, is going to end up um, taking advantage of that opportunity. They'll be much better. Um, New Mexico State and Arkansas, I really thought UConn would have been a better matchup through there, but I I truly think that Arkansas might actually make it through. I think Mark, Arkansas would be an interesting team. They may make it through. I like the matchup from here. Um, if Alabama ends up winning it, they'll be playing Texas Tech. Um, I like Texas Tech's... I, I like a lot of their defense. The defense has been so, so good. Um, and, to, and and again, they're not, a, they're not a team that could be easily pushed around. Texas Tech will show up at any point, give you important points and important shots. I think it's perfect. And then... Michigan State and Duke, hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers on this one. I think that would be a great one, and I think Duke might have the last say against Michigan State. I know that that is a tough, um, that's a tough take on my end, but I truly think that's what we're going to end up seeing. Uh, Arizona and maybe TCU, I'm hoping for it. I think Arizona will make it through. They are definitely the hot team moving forward. Really good program. I enjoy exactly what they what they've been doing and I and I love it. I absolutely love what Arizona has looked like. They've much better improved. Um possibly Houston, Illinois. I may take Houston in that game. Tough grind it's going to be a grinder. I do think Houston might make it through by at least a clutch shot. I do think if they nail that jumper, Houston will definitely be the in the interesting story moving forward. Uh Michigan and Tennessee, I've got Tennessee in this game. I think Michigan really played themselves well, but I do think Tennessee, with as tough as the program is, and all the kids coming out of there, really, really good. And then there's Ohio State and Villanova. I'm going to take Villanova in this one. Ohio State may have gotten exactly the win against Loyola Chicago, but there's not enough assets. There's not enough assets in in Ohio State's favor. So then Gonzaga, possibly Arkansas, uh, I'm still going to take Gonzaga moving forward. Um, it's just not going to be enough against against Arkansas. They're going to they Arkansas is going to do what whatever it takes, but Gonzaga will be better. Um, Texas Tech against Duke. Now here's what's interesting about this one. I feel like this could be the end of the road for Duke on that game. I think Texas Tech may end up making they may make a a big time move. I like this, and I think Duke will face off against or uh, Texas Tech will face off against Gonzaga 
that I, I love that kind of matchup. Uh, Arizona against Houston. I'm going to take the Arizona Wildcats again. I think they really they they got an upper edge against Houston. Houston's a real good program, but I think in this case, the the tables is definitely right to uh, right toward Arizona and Tennessee and Villanova. So this is a this is a tough take. I'm taking Tennessee in that game. I think Tennessee is going to beat Villanova. There's just somewhere in there, some part in this game. I think Tennessee is really going to upset uh, Villanova in a heartbeat. So that leaves me with Gonzaga, Texas Tech, Arizona, and Tennessee. It, it's quite possible. So that so then of course the two the final four in the end. Um, I look at it as of right now. I I think th- that those are going to be my final four from there. So Gonzaga and Arizona up top. On the bottoms, because right now there's a couple of teams that have been looking really, really good. Baylor defeats Norfolk State. I took Baylor in that game. North Carolina, I was right on that one. Uh, Marquette just does not look really, really good at all. Um, St. Mary's beating Indiana. I knew St. Mary's was going to come out and they were going to be balling. UCLA luckily um, escaped against Akron, but that that I think they're going to end up fixing up whatever mistake that they had in that game itself, uh, Texas and Virginia tech. I took Texas in this game. I'm hoping Texas can make it through, um, really, really good, tough matchup and just only getting started from here. Purdue against Yale. I knew Purdue was going to make it through, um, Murray state against San Francisco. Murray state looks really, really good. They move forward. I was very surprised. St. Peter's beat Kentucky of all teams. Kentucky was just, what the hell? So St. Peter's moves on. On the other side, you got Kansas. I took Kansas in the game. And then Creighton. Creighton moves through against San Diego State. So I, I like that matchup, actually. I think Kansas and Creighton is not going to be an easy matchup come tomorrow. Um, Richmond against Iowa. I took Iowa in, in that game, but I was sorely mistaken. Richmond might be an interesting they might be an interesting program to look out for. Uh, Providence against South, uh, South Dakota State. Providence just beats South Dakota State, and they move through. They'll be playing Richmond. Uh, I took Iowa State against LSU because I feel like that's going to be an upset right there. I, I smell an upset right there to LSU. Iowa State might be uh, maybe victorious. Uh, Wisconsin and Colgate, I'm going to take Wisconsin. Wisconsin looks really, really good defensively. They're going to be much better. Um, then it moves on for USC and Miami. I'm going to take USC in this game. It's close, but right now I'm hoping USC can win this one. Um, Auburn against Jacksonville state took Auburn in this one. That looked like it was, it was bound to be an easy game. So I got Baylor, North Carolina. I'm going to take Baylor in this game because I love their defense and I do love their shooters. So I, I think North Carolina is really, really good, but Baylor has showed up in some games. So I, I really like the chances with Baylor. Um, St. Mary's against UCLA. I feel like UCLA will fix up their mistake that they had against Akron, and they'll be much better against St. Mary's, and they'll move forward to play Baylor. Uh, Texas and Purdue, possibly. Uh, I'm taking Texas. I'm going to basically take Texas in this one, but it's not going to be as easy of a game. I think this is going to be fun. I love the look of this. I think Texas may move forward 
And then Murray State against St. Peter's. I'm going to take Murray State in that game. And they're going to play against Texas. I had Kentucky up in there, but completely ruined that that part of it. So then it leaves Kansas and Creighton. I'm going to take Kansas. Kansas, I love their shooters. They're such a tough program. Outside of Duke and North Carolina, this is a really, really good program. Richmond and Providence. You know, surprisingly, I'm going to take Providence in this one. Because uh, a lot of people are telling me, watch out for Richmond. Because Richmond, they may come up with some sneaky stuff, but I think Providence is going to figure it out and they're going to move forward and play Kansas. Iowa State and Wisconsin, possibly. I'm going to take Wisconsin. Wisconsin's got the upper hand. They're a lot better of a program than I thought. And they'll move forward. They'll play possibly. uh, You got USC and Auburn. I think this is going to be the end of the road for USC. I'm going to take Auburn in that game. They're just going to destroy them. So that leaves with Baylor against UCLA, Texas against uh, Murray State, Kansas against Providence, Wisconsin against Auburn. So I'm going to take Baylor in that game against UCLA because that's going to be a fun, tough one, but Baylor's got the strength. Um, And then Texas against Murray State, I got Texas. So that means we've got a battle of Texas between Baylor and Texas themselves. I love the look of that game. Uh, Kansas and Providence, I'm taking Kansas again. Um, Kansas, I think is going to give Providence problems because they'll get that far, but not enough to stop Kansas, Wisconsin and Auburn close game. But I think Wisconsin gets the last laugh. I like, I like with where they are there. So Baylor and Texas, Kansas and Wisconsin. So I think honestly, our final four and beating Texas will be Baylor. Baylor moves on. And then in the end, Kansas plays against Arizona. Those are really, really tough games from here on, from through and through. And so that leaves Gonzaga and Baylor and Arizona and Kansas. Gonzaga's going to get their revenge back against Baylor. I truly think Gonzaga has exactly all the pieces that they need to to be competitive and they move on to the national championship. And then Honestly, I think Kansas really figures out Arizona and they're going to make it through into the national championship in New Orleans. So that leaves Gonzaga and Kansas. I think that's going to be a great matchup through and through. And I chose Gonzaga to be the national champions. I think this is finally going to be the year that Gonzaga really just overcomes a lot of the mistakes that they've had over the last couple of years and they are going to be better. They are going to be much, much better. So Gonzaga, I'm taking as national champions. But as far as for everything, man, I was I was sorely wrong on a couple teams. Like, I cannot believe Kentucky ended up getting upset big time. But but this is what this is why it's called March Madness for a reason. But uh, what a week. What a week. And by the way, guys, this is my last week being 26 because starting tomorrow is my 27th birthday and what an early birthday than a charge than you know the chargers going and getting off season moves um we got march madness currently going on nfl free agency has been fantastic and for all of you guys i appreciate your guys's love and support i really do appreciate all of you guys for coming on hit the like button smash the like button like subscribe hit the bell button for all latest notifications on all future and past shows on the snake sports talk show i got to wrap it up <laughs> I got to wrap it up. Enjoy enjoy an entire birthday week uh, weekend. But I will see you all 
by next Friday because there will be no show up on Monday. But I will see you guys all up on Friday on the next episode of the Snake Sports Talk Show. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. I know for a fact I will, and I will be seeing you on my next episode at 27 on the Snake Sports Talk Show. Take care, guys. 